thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Father God. Worship you, Jesus. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, see, that's the whole thing. In fact, in fact, <laughs> I just practiced this the other day. <laughs> you know, like, uh, you feel sad, you feel kind of depressed or something. I went, there's, there's, the solution is to sing. <laughs> okay, so I started singing. You know, and you can, you can, you move yourself out of it. Up from your ashes, see, hope is going to arise because you force that's why when we first came i said come on i don't feel like it either <laughs> give it all you got and when that happens in depression you can get out of it sing 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 put on music you know you know i i heard regina is regina from what's her last name jolie she changed her name because she got married and so on. <laughs> I knew her when she wasn't married. Anyway, she was saying, great is thy faithfulness. Oh, my gosh. Ooh, and she, she's coming here. She's coming here in, uh, I don't know, when is it? Uh, with Pat Harrison. Huh? October. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dr. Jacob's coming, too. Before the, All of our speakers are, like, from July on. Jay Everly's coming. Pastor Ike is coming to, oh, two weeks after that. <laughs> who, who are they all? Pastor Jay and Pastor Debbie are coming July 8th and 9th. Yeah. Pastor Ike will be coming a little later that month. Uh -huh. I think it's the 21st and 22nd mm -hmm. of that weekend. And then in August, Dr. Jacobs, uh, Reverend Pat Harrison in October, and possibly Reverend Joel as well. Yeah, Reverend Joel Siegel too. Wants to come. So it's all, you know, usually it's at the beginning of the year, but this is all kind of at the end of the year. So, <laughs> amen. So you can be seated. Okay. Okay. So we're going to talk about unity in the local church. <laughs> Glory to God. Okay, so heaven is a place of unity. And so should we be in unity. Amen. Now, if you remember, things got out of order there. And what happened? <laughs> the God of love said, not here, Lucifer. And he kicked him out. He threw him out. He threw Lucifer out. That's right. See, because heaven keeps perfect order, and heaven is supposed to be, and you know, even the church, any church is supposed to keep order. And see, there's, there's, as a pastor, I've just, I've had to learn so many things. You know, you can go to Bible college. But sometimes that doesn't do it. You've got to have experience. You've got to have a lot of experience behind you. 
and some, and that's why I even see pastors can be pastors for 40 years and then stuff starts to happen. Do you know that Kenneth Hagin was 50, almost 60 years old when he started Rama? <laughs> and yet, for years, he started out when he was 18. <laughs> and there's, there's something behind all that that has to be, but you got to keep. But see, sometimes, and a lot of people give up. You can't give up. You got to keep doing it, doing it, going through the things that hurt, not stopping because your poor little feelings got hurt. <laughs> See, that, that's why you got to move up from ashes a lot of times. You know, some things I should have dealt with and I'm still learning and I'm serious. So now I, some things I have to deal with because I left some things go too long. See, and others... <laughs> Other people can leave this place, right? I can't. <laughs> or God will be mad at me. <laughs> I'm, you know, one thing I know, quitters never win and winners never quit. And that's kind of, honest, you, got, you cannot quit. So, you know, I'm, I'm just understanding now what real unity is. It's only for us to grow. So there's no fussing or fighting. Come on, come on. In fact, in the political world, I mean, in the world right now, the, all the, that's, it, it is just ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, they're deliberately doing that, uh, trying to call, cause racial issues and all that stuff. But, <clears throat> you know, it's like it, it can occur anywhere in a family, in a business, in a, a home, in a church, <laughs> anywhere, school talking behind people's back or pastor's backs or, or whatever, or pouting or being rebellious because of even, you know, different things that have been tried to put in order, even including a dress code, you know, and, and we don't, we don't, that the dress code is mostly for people who are on display, you know, or behind, you know, doing the work of the ministry and so forth and so on. However, I know that when you start to get real casual about it, that what happens, you start getting casual about everything. You do. It's like, I mean, it's the, it's the honor. It's the honor to God. That's exactly right. There's so much behind it. I, I don't, I don't want to... Uh, you know, be talking about that was it really wasn't what I was going to talk about. But it, then it even says it, it's there's like the pastors are warned that that um, you know what you get casual with that you're going to get casual with uh, with other women <laughs> or men <laughs> and things like that. But but it's just a matter of honor and respect. And I'm not at we don't I don't I don't pay any attention to what. People, unless we, unless they're up there, <laughs> or behind there, or ushering, or or things like that. Now, see, you got to wear a formal gown when you clean the toilets too. No, <laughs> I just thought I'd see if you were listening. No, <laughs> no, but I mean, okay. So people get offended about stuff, and you know they pout because they didn't get their work way or there's jealousy and envy and sometimes jealousy and envy you don't even know you're operating in them and you are that i mean i've been doing this for 
I've been in ministry, actually, because we were in ministry right off the bat. Right off the bat. Three, three months old, the Lord, and I was president of Women's Global. I didn't even know what I was doing. <laughs> they said, well, yeah, but you're the only one I could see that's hungry for the Lord. Yeah, oh, really? <laughs> and, you know, but I, you just do what God, you keep doing what he did, and you step out, even though you don't know what you're doing, and he starts to do. So my experience is over 40 years, and I am just now understanding some things. Honest to God, it takes more than just... You know, it does. So, because, um, and, and so much of this is in the country right now. See, we're one in Christ, and we're supposed to be moving together in Him. And the world system and the media are constantly talking about all this junk. And they actually say that us Christians are causing all the confusion. Yeah, isn't that, that's what they're saying, and that's what they're trying to promote. Uh-huh. See, and when, when, when you get to talking about all this stuff, or the devil comes in and tries to cause division and stuff, it takes your focus off of God. Have you ever had, you know, got some kind of trauma, you were going really gung-ho, man, you were just really getting in the Bible and doing every day, you're doing with that, and then some stuff happens? And pretty soon for the next two or three days, you couldn't get in the Bible at all because you couldn't even concentrate. You know what I mean? You tried, but there was, there was not even any concentration. And I'll just quote this. Colossians 3 says, to set your affection. If you are risen with Christ, then set your affection on things above and not on the things of the earth. For you are dead. Do you know you were dead? It actually says that. For you're, you are dead, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ shall appear, you shall appear with him in glory. But see, you've got to be dead to the flesh, dead to the world. Okay. The Colossians 3 is a good one to memorize, those three, because I say that to myself a lot. Okay. Like, for example, I was talking to somebody the other day, a dance team. You see, some of those, like... I'll tell you what, the Japanese and the Chinese people are very disciplined. <laughs> and I saw a Chinese dance team, or women, and they were all exactly so perfect that you could not see that there were like 30 to 50 women behind this other woman. And it was a dance team, so you couldn't even see it until they moved. Each one moved. And it was, oh, that is dis that's... <laughs> But see, that's unity. That's unity. And how did they get that way? Practice. Yep, they got the same thing here. Sometimes when stuff happens, you got to practice. You got That was a perfect song. You got to raise a hallelujah. <laughs> because that's exactly what you got to do. See, as a church family, we, we have to practice unity. Now, I mean, you know, maybe I would have said that we needed something new, and people say, well, I don't think we need that. But see, Absolutely. practice union, unity, not opinions. Yeah. See, you, you have to know that the pastor was put there to hear from God. Yeah. 
placed there for that reason. You have to come in agreement with them, and that's unity. And the pastors, or maybe the pastor spends too much money. Somebody told me that once, going on trips. And I said, I pay for most of the time the trips to there once in a while. Yeah. See, that, you know what? Okay, well, sure. They say, well, okay, well, how come I can't run around? I have to go to my pastor. Yes. I have to. I have to get imparted to you guys. You're, you're gonna. Di- we're just gonna stay right here or go this way. <sighs> See, you you have to do. Th- you have to. And it's the same thing. Why you have to come to church? <laughs> so, okay. So. There's times, you know, of impartation, and without unity, there's no development for you to be able to grow to a higher level. See, and you have to go somewhere where there's stronger anointings. And for the pastor, now, I do, (laughs) all right? But we need to stay in the same flow, the same doctrine, the same thing, or it starts to cause problems. Confusion. Okay. So, none of the congregation really will be able to press forward or to a higher, higher glory level or to grow. Okay, so God said we were gold bricks, right? And I'm not really, but, but we need to be in, interested in something bigger than ourselves. And we need to flow with the church where God put us and the people and unite around it. See, agreement is unity. Disagreement is disunity. And a house divided against itself cannot stand. That's a scripture. See, and, and you will not be able to go any higher into the glory until there's unity. See, people want that. and they want, So God tells the head, and he doesn't need to tell everyone, and it's not anyone else's job to say, well, God didn't tell me that in the congregation. Right. <laughs> See, maybe someone in the um, family lovingly corrected them, and I've heard this before, and then they make it sound as though the correcting came against them. And that, some, you know, it's just... Sometimes we just got to take it. Oh, hey, you guys, I've been corrected. (laughs) Woo, embarrassingly corrected. (laughs) Okay, but I wasn't going to (laughs) leave. And I wasn't going to run somewhere else. (laughs) I've told you some of that story. I'm not going to tell you that one where where the guy, never mind. He was like, yeah. Some missionary got up there, and you know he, he didn't even know us. <laughs> and uh, it, okay, so I wanted to crawl under the carpet, and it was and go out the exit door, <laughs> sitting in the front. I thought, wish I wasn't a front sitter. <laughs> no. Okay, but my job is to have confident trust as to what God said, and then hook up an agreement with what he told me. So decisions, it's just like decisions as a family should be to uh, consider what is best for everyone in the family. Like when you have a family, really. 
And then that's the same way in the church. Decisions have to be made that's best for everyone in the church. And when people walk with God and they're sensitive to God's spirit, we should agree. Yeah, a few times you'll miss it, but not many. And it will bear witness with you. See, and that's the beauty of sticking in the word of God and flowing with God and every day having a relationship, coming to church full, full of God. See, it's not good to dishonor the head. And they can be wrong, but count it as an opportunity to use your faith and pray for them. See, that's at least a practicing agreement. Now, many, many homes practice disagreements. And it turns to strife, it turns to contention, it turns to arguing, it turns to splitting. It really does. And then that, you know what, that, that practice carries over to the workplace with griping and complaining, always complaining about the employer and the job, and it goes down to the children and starts to go down the line. You know, you're, you should be blessed that you have a job. I mean, Ken worked at Hormel's for over 30 years, and... Like Kenny too, but I would hear those guys complain, complain, complain. Well, then get the hell out of there. I'm sorry I said that, but it's the truth. They paid us good. I can tell you right now, all our insurance is still paid for. And we've got really high confluent insurance. That's why, I mean, $40,000, $40,000, $40,000, totally, completely not one penny did I have to pay. Not even doctor's appointments, not even x-rays before, nothing. See, and that's because of Hormel's. And then on top of it, Hormel pays the, the premium every month. They take it out of our bank account and then they put it back in. <laughs> but that wasn't for everybody that's at Hormel's. It was only for people who worked there in this one section of time. <laughs> and he happened to be working. I mean, what a blessing. That was another thing. Uh, John's mother went to Oral Roberts University when she graduated from high school. And um, they, they really, they give scholarships to the, the people who worked at Hormel's, the, uh, the children that are graduating. They give a lot of scholarships out. They're still doing it. Hormel's isn't even here anymore. But we get the magazine and, yeah. Well, this is on top of it. They said, if you are giving monthly to any ministry, we will match it. <laughs> so, so we were given $100 to Oral Roberts ministry, and they matched it. <laughs> now, why would you complain? <laughs> yeah, it was a hard job. And people were naughty there. <laughs> but the benefits paid off. I didn't even work there, and I'm getting the benefits. <laughs> okay, so I'm saying, you know, don't complain about, be blessed you have a job. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, be blessed. Um, what else? See, um, it, 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 your, your kids hear you, you know, and you're practicing and practicing how, how to complain all the time. You're, it's becoming a habit. It'll start to become a habit. Yeah, there it is. Come on, there it is. Yeah. 
See, they practiced and practiced how to get their way and deliberately disagree when any teacher will tell them what to do or, or anything. And it you know what? It turns to rebellion. It does. And the same thing can happen in a church. I've seen it. it I've seen it happen in a church, rebellion. No matter what I'd say, they would disagree. I tell you, it got to a point where I was so grieved. I didn't want to, I didn't want to come to church myself. I would get sick to my stomach right before I came, especially on a Sunday morning. But, you know, God took them out. And, and you know, everything you'd say <laughs> wasn't right. See, in a church setting, we need to be in agreement and be responsible to God. And no matter what, and God will honor you. So you've got to practice. Practicing unity brings miracles. See, the miraculous is connected to unity. Now, I, you know, I was thinking about that. The Trinity, the Trinity, there's a Father, there's a Son, and there's a Holy Ghost, and there are three persons. But you know what? They all have a different job. And they had to agree in unity. What if they didn't? Woo, that would be bad for us. See, See, the local church, everybody in the local church has a different job. But if they aren't in unity or disagree here, there, or whatever. And so, so we, need, we need to practice it. So why? Because we will move together in total agreement. Peace will come. Conformity comes. What is it? Righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Ghost. See, peace and the lack of peace is a, lot, a cause of sickness. See, unity is a very important for the next place God wants for this church. We've had so many prophecies. I mean, I could tell you some of them. In fact, you guys, I just pulled that one out about how there's one for you. You need to read it every day. <laughs> and remember how Pastor Ike got up here and he went... This whole place is full, and he touched the drums. He touched instruments, 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 instruments. You know, like Rodney Howard Brown has. I mean, every night. <laughs> Sometimes we listen and we praise the Lord to the there. Rodney Howard Brown's right on. I know that. But, um, but, and he says, this needs to fill up. This whole stage needs to fill up, and the sound of what is up here will go out to this city and to the neighboring cities. Amen. He said that. Amen. Do I have Amen. it with me? Make what? Make room, make room. Make room, yeah. I'll, I'll get it. I've, I've got it somewhere. I was carrying it around with me because I was always going to read it. Now I don't even know I got too many Bibles. <laughs> too many books. Too many. Wait. No. Yeah, it's not it. <laughs> okay. So the next place God has for this church, we have to be in step with each other. And maybe you know how to, to be, uh, be in the lead because you're a leader. But do you know how to trust in the leader who is supposed to be led by the great leader? I'm talking about myself. See, God will honor you for hooking up and bringing your best. 
in the military. I'm sure when you went to boot camp, you had to go to boot camp, a woman, (laughs) and probably one of, I don't know, did you have to march? They made you march, march, march. They keep you in step, left, right, left, right. You know what? I learned how to march in a marching band, though. (laughs) And they were particular. Yeah. It, 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 that was good for you. Really, it's good for you. So, so you've got to listen to instructions because if you aren't practicing being in unity when you're in boot camp, you may be in a war situation, you know, and it could be fatal in warfare. There, wait, now that's fatal in warfare. If you haven't done what your sergeant said or what they said or practiced that unity or been obedient... And it's the same thing, we're in a bigger warfare. And especially what's happening in the United States. And we've got to be in unity and in harmony and grow up out of all this other stuff too. Any kind of pouting or offense or, you know, see, a congregation is a family. There still has to be someone in charge. Yeah, it's Jesus, but it's also the pastor that Jesus has chosen. And I couldn't accept that for years, but now it's been so many years. Well, now it's been almost 30 that have been a pastor. So, I mean, I waited a long time, well, 12 to 14 years before I was a pastor. Mm -hmm. See, now, that's why it's important to listen to what we say and agree on the inside. Because he says to get in the next place, we need to sow into such and such. Well, I'm not sewn into that. Somebody might say, I've already given my share. Man, I was, I was listening to a CD that happened in Marietta, and you can't believe the money that sometimes has been given to promote the gospel. And to even give, like, they're, try, they're trying to get, get Nancy an airplane. So that, you know, see, it's really hard. I can tell you, it's hard on, on people when they have to go on a commercial air flight. Oh, man. You know what? Air, airports are worse than bus stops anymore. I, oh, they're horrid. Oh, my goodness. The stuff that happens in the... Used to be, you know, I... Way back when you went in the airplane, you actually dressed up. You dressed up. I, there was a time, because I, I was on an airplane in 1960. It was my first one. And I went to California. My sister, my mom, and I did. And you know what? We dressed up. <laughs> now you... <laughs> well, and yeah, I don't dress up either. I mean, it is more comfortable not to on the airplane, because it's uh, the flights take forever now. You probably get there faster by a bus. No. <laughs> okay, so, you know, you have no idea. You think, oh, that's going to deplete my bank account. But the, when you sow into things, you're going to reap it. Cindy Black, I mean, I, I heard her say something about She said, my husband and I had $1,200 in the bank. And she said, <laughs> he said, what, what should we give towards that? She said, I got $10,000. <laughs> and you know what? 
So what they did was they literally borrowed it and gave $10,000. Guess what happened? You know, Cindy Black, we sing a lot of her songs, and so she gets, what do you call that, uh, kickback? When you, royalties. She said, I never got any royalties. And, you know, for hardly nothing for any of the albums, all of a sudden, she said, a week later, all, my, all these royalties come in after all these years. And she said the money was just pouring in. She said there was even an insurance company from 20 years back that said, we owed you money. And she goes, what? <laughs> and it was quite a bit of money. You see what God does? It's, it was just crazy, she said. And Sydney, she's a, she's a, yeah, she's got that song where she used to sit on the, by the seashore and, and drink, you know, drink beer and probably even do drugs. Yeah, she, <laughs> stuff like that. So, I mean, she's, she's, I always used to say she would have been a good one to sing in a bar. But, you know, because <laughs> she's got a raspy voice. <laughs> But I, she is something else. She'll get up there. She is bold. Yeah, yeah. Woo! I've always liked her. I could just feel her anointing. Yeah, yeah. You just talk to anybody. <laughs> anybody. Any, anyway. Okay, for example. Now, okay, well, you have to. God wants to take us to more. But we've got to get into unity to go into more. From glory to glory. Now, example. You're going on a vacation, and you have five kids, so there's seven people, and you say, okay, we're going to be ready by 8 o'clock in the morning. Now, <laughs> can you advance further until they're all in the car? You can't. <laughs> yes, Mother, I know what you mean. So the pastor's job is to say, let's go, let's advance, press forward with all you have, go to higher glory. I'm going, and fine, but you go, mm, okay, I'm going with you or without you. <laughs> See, the pastor wants to go with you. And come on, let's go, because it's glorious. Amen. And we can pray that God take us further, but you all got to be in a position to get into unity to go further. Okay, Nebraska and this whole area is not like it is in Tulsa or Tulsa. Man, I've been there so many times because that, that's where Kenneth Hagin was. You know, but we're talking 60s, I mean uh, 70s, no, 80s, 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 80s. We weren't born again until then. But, um, I mean, the, the Baptist churches are all talking tongues. And not only that, almost every single church would have to have police escorts. This was back in the 80s. I go, oh my gosh. They got police es escorts because they get so many people packed in, in, their, in their services in the morning, Sunday morning. All of them had police escorts. And I've been there and I've been to those churches. And, and it's just been seeing you come back. There's a line in Kansas you pass and it goes, mm. <laughs> Well, you can feel the darkness, darker. Yeah. Yep. It's better than, it, well, I don't know if it is or not. Okay, so that's why I feel like a loner in this city sometimes. Because there, I know that the, the word of faith, charismatic type, tongue talk, and you know, I, but you've got to come with me and we can do it. 
I mean, I'm thinking in, you know, in 10 years, I'm 93. I, if I, I, I want to get it because it's going to get yeah. See, we pray, God take us further, but you got to be, move. <laughs> See, unity is huge. Okay, in Acts. Okay, Acts 1, verse 2. There's, hallelujah. I don't know. Sure yet. Oh yeah, X X one. Um, okay, I'll just verse two, and then four through eight, uh, King James. See, until the day in which Jesus was taken up, after he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments to the apostles whom he chose, and this is what this was about. And being assembled together with them, he, he commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise. It's a big word, promise. Promise. It's, it's the promise. And it was the Holy Ghost. And they were to wait for that promise of the Father, which say, he said, you've heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but you're going to be baptized, immersed with the Holy Ghost, not many days hence. Okay? And uh, go to verse 8. But, and you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you and be witnesses. You get bolder. You're witnesses to Jerusalem. And, you know, okay, I always say witnesses to the city of Fremont and North Bend and Arlington and and Cedar Bluffs, and um, Dodge, and Howells, and North Bend, and Scrivener, and Wisner, and Schuyler. And <laughs> you see what I mean? We're needed from here on back to those little towns. Omaha is okay. They got what they got. Do you see what I mean? We have a job to do. And God even told us once the word we were the elders of the gates of those cities. So we're supposed to be doing something. But, you know, you can't move when people don't move with you. You can't do all that yourself. And we're supposed to be a set. You know what? That, there's, there's need for it. Okay. So the, now in 2.1, it says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Okay, so Pentecost had fully come. It means Jesus died, rose from the dead, ascended. They were. It mattered where they were that day. Did it matter where they were? It mattered where they were. For the next thing to happen. They had to assemble together. There might be a day. <laughs> well, just let me go on. They had to be there for that to happen. For it to occur. It matters for the congregation of living word and where they are for the next thing to happen. To go through a new door to go to a higher place. Not just in one place, 
but in one accord in one place. So, see, if you keep running there, there, and everywhere, you're going to get confusion, mixed doctrine, and, and you're not, you're, 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 your loyalty isn't, God can't move anyone. This is, we're, what are we Christians for? We're Christians not just for our own sake. And don't, well, I got to stand on here. God. Come on. Let's just go. Go. People need God desperately. And those little towns, they don't have any churches like that. None. Not even any born again ones. <laughs> Many of them. So see, they see it's not enough to just be there. You have to be in one accord, agreeing together, worshiping together, to be in agreement to reach for the same thing the pastor and leadership agrees on, the same doctrine, the same focus, coming from the same flow, the same faith, the same expectation of bringing zeal finances, and one accord to the pastor's leadership. <laughs> See, every service you need to listen with intensity and clarity so you know what to agree with and put your faith on it instead of going somewhere else with a different flow to find out that the... Well, I'm not even going to go on. <laughs> that it, pastor may not be right. Okay. So they were in one accord in one place. Say, how long did it take to be in one accord? What was the Holy Ghost waiting for? He was waiting for unity, but not just to congregate and be there. God wanted them to be there in unity with him. See, there's a lot of congregations not in unity. They're not going to get anywhere either. The moment God can have access to your life or to your heart, he, he'll, take that, he'll take that moment because he wants an open door to bless you. Yeah. He does to heal you and to promote you. And he'll, he'll take advantage of that moment. Okay, I, I just thought of something. Kennedy, you know, he was in World War II. And he was in um, uh, an abode, and it kept, you know, the Japanese hit it, and he was in the water. He thought he was going to die. And he was in there were sharks and everything, and he cried out to God. Okay, well, you know that when Kennedy became president, we all heard about what was going on. <laughs> yeah. Women. Okay. But Jesse Duplantis saw him up in heaven. And you know what? He even questioned God about it when he got back to earth. And he said, it's because he cried out to me and he gave, sincerely gave me his heart when he was in the water, when he, was, he was, thought he was going to die. But he said he didn't follow it all, but he said, there will be sections of heaven where you will have, like some people, you won't have the white robe that the other ones who went higher and higher yeah but at least you make it to heaven instead of hell <laughs> see but I want <laughs> I remember Kenneth Copeland giving that 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 prophecy he says oh, oh he said 
You're going to be walking on the stars and the planets of heaven. And you'll be, they say, ooh, look at, look at, there's one of the great ones. They defeated the devil. And see, it could be in this time because it's tough to keep coming. We may get persecuted because they're starting to talk about it a lot. You know, you don't, you don't, some people already have. So, I mean, you get, if you want God blasted, get God all the way. Yeah. See, it's, and you got, you got to stir yourself up even in church. Maybe I'm a boring preacher. I know I am. I'm not like other ones. I'm a woman. But come on, come on, come on, come on. I kept myself awake when I was a student in the church. I did. Who? Okay. So, okay. So, suddenlies. When do suddenlies happen? When there's one accord. When there's unity. So, heaven made a sound. And when there was unity, you know what? Their spacecrafts, they come back, they come back from outer space in the atmosphere and they shake violently. When the Holy Ghost came, it says there was like a hurricane wind and there was a new sound. See, the sound of us needs to go out to this city and out to the little towns and the little places. A new sound and it was so loud. It was so loud it says in the Bible, I'm not going to, I'm taking too much time here probably. But the entire city assembled at the location because of the sound was so dramatic. In verse 14 of Acts 2, but Peter standing up with the 11 lifted up his voice and he said, you men of Judea, be known to you, for these are not drunken as you suppose, seeing it's a third hour of the day. Now that was, four, wait, that's a wrong 14, but that's good too. Okay, but Peter standing with, no, <laughs> okay, 14. Was that right? Yeah, that was 14. Sometimes when I look at the Amplified, okay, all right. But these men are drunk as you suppose, <laughs> but they are filled with the Holy Ghost. And this was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days. I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. We're in it. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy, and young men shall see visions. Old men shall dream dreams. And my servants and my handmaidens, I'll pour out in those days my spirit, and they'll prophesy. Handmaidens. <laughs> and I will show wonders in heaven and signs in the earth, blood, fire, and vapor of smoke. And I put on the side, that's glory, with fog so thick that you can't see each other. And the sun will be turned into darkness and the moon into blood. Yeah. I've seen the moon in the summer yeah. many times. Huge. Yeah. And it's red. Yeah. <laughs> and that notable day, it's, come, it's coming closer and closer. Yeah. And you can tell. So Peter preaches them. And then in verse 41, it says 3,000 people received the gift of the Holy Ghost. At once. Unity brought that all about. That's uh, verse 41. And therefore, those who he preached to him, 
And he accepted and welcomed his message. They were even baptized, and they were added about 3,000 souls. <laughs> but see, unity brought that about. And just know God cannot enter in division. So to get to the next thing, God, ha there has to be unity. It means people agreeing with the doctrine and the flow of the camp we're in and the decisions made thereby. Now, I mean, I have to go where I go because that's where the camp I'm part of. So they listen to the pastor, pick up what's in his heart and talk kindly about it, pray about it, and release their faith together. And it's not just showing up at the building and say, we love Jesus. Okay, that's fine. You love Jesus and I'm not making fun of you. But get, get further. I mean, yes, keep loving Jesus, of course, but act. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, people will say that. <laughs> yes, you know, see, yes, you do, but what is your spirit saying? What is your faith reaching for? So we got to be reaching for the same thing or we'll never get anywhere. I'm going to read verses 42. Uh, I'm chapter 2, 42 through 47. And they, okay. And they continued steadfastly after these 3,000 people in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking bread and in answering prayer. And fear came on every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all believed, were together, and had all things in common. They even sold possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house and eat their, ate their dinners with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And he added to the church daily because of that unity. So, okay, so if you are teaching a Bible study or training others as a leader in the ministry of health, it should be the same flow. Amen. It should be the same focus, yeah. the same camp, yeah. the same doctrine, yeah. and the same vision yeah. <coughs> as the pastor, yeah. you do, and you do not take the place of the pastor, right. or move yeah. them away from the body to which we've been appointed to by God himself because that's not unity. And in fact, it's dangerous. See, how do you continue in unity? You stay with that same flow, that same, same doctrine. You don't go visiting all these different places or, or watch all these different preachers. And there's some, I would say, you know, like Rodney, I like, I mean, you know, but it's that same flow. In fact, I had an experience with that whole thing with Rodney Howard Brown. You know that. I laid on the floor for 45 minutes and my legs were up in the air. I was kicking and rolling and laughing. And Sherry was right there. Uh, she, she saw me. And that had to do with Rodney Howard Brown's ministry. You know what? After that, yeah, I was sort of teaching school, went to school, had chapel. I thought, I can't say anything because all these kids are from different churches. You know, didn't say a word. I said, okay, you're dismissed to go to your class. Nothing happened. I went, huh? 
This is Norman. I can't. I'm stuck. I'm stuck to my chair. In fact, one of them was Missy. <laughs> and she was rocking back and forth, too. And, some, and they were stuck to the wall, stuck. <laughs> and there, was, there were manifestations of the. I was going, oh, I don't know what to do. I never said a word about it. That anointing from Rodney Hard Brown was still on. Oh, it shocked me. <laughs> And then there was the kid, there were, some were going, somebody ran down the basement and said, oh, God, forgive me, I've been looking at pornography. Just like that. <laughs> 13 years old. <laughs> I, I mean, there, were just, there, were st there was stuff happening. Yeah, I mean, you, they came home and you wondered because you didn't know about all this being Margaret. Yeah, you <laughs> I better check this out here. What's going on in that school? I couldn't help it, though. It just happens. <laughs> it was something else. So see, do you see what I'm talking about? We've had some experience. <laughs> but you see, okay, so it's dangerous because not everyone, though, is feeding the same way as your local church. Even when they believe pretty much the same. But it's not, and, and especially TV. See, people think that the one on TV is right, even though he preaches in a little bit different flow, or because their church is very large, and yours is what, 35 people or whatever, and so they got to be right. That one's, you don't, oh man, that's all I hear. Don't look at numbers, look at fruit. Look at the fruit of the people. See, the one on TV, it means they just had the money to pay for the time. See, so people start hooking up with a different message, hooking up with a different emphasis, and they're really not under the pastor at all. And then they think their pastor is wrong. See, what is the place where, where, where you were appointed emphasizing? We're, we're not saying that the other people are wrong, but your first connection has to be, be there and the place God assigned you. Yes. Or maybe he's taking you, I don't know, you know, who knows? Yeah, but, but see, if you start emphasizing something different than your pastor is emphasizing, you, you're, you're going to be out of unity and it takes people off. And it's not about showing up, but you emphasizing what the pastor's saying to be in one accord. And remember, the one accord is the way to press forward yeah. and to go to a higher level. Amen. See, and also know your prayer life's not one accord with, with the place you're assigned to if you're just releasing faith for your needs. I mean, a lot of prayer, I've gone to prayer meetings that I was invited to into different parts. Of, all they ever did was pray for their needs. I go, let's pray for the town. You know, let's pray for the United States. Let's pray. You know, yeah, and pray for your needs too, but do that first. See, see, on your prayer list also should be what we are, what, what your pastor is leading you toward, what, what we're releasing faith for the needs of the church the needs of the congregation, and the assignment that the church gave, that the, uh, that the assignment God gave this church through the pastor. 
Why? So we can go further, so we can go deeper, so we can go from glory to glory like we started. You know, we can say that all we want, but we have to be in one accord like a victory train or a victory parade. Message Bible. Yeah. See? And if you, you're assigned to a church and are not in unity with the pastors, you're not in unity with God either. See, and so you can't, you can't allow the offense or strife or disagreement to take you out. Now, I mean, you could, you know, maybe if, that, if you really don't care for it, then it's best to go. Honest, in all love. In all love. And because, you know, yeah. It's just like, well, I don't want to hurt that guy's feelings, so I'll marry him. <laughs> you weren't supposed to. For his own sake, don't marry him because you might make his life miserable because you don't love him. Do you see what I mean? Sometimes it's for the sake of the person. Not because you hurt their feelings. <laughs> see, we, we, so we all like to feel good about the things of the spirit. But, you know, this unity is how you walk in the miraculous. So, for the Holy Ghost to come, we have to be of one mind and one vision. I mean, for the, the book of Acts. And if you don't know what we are believing for, listen, because it does come out in the sermons. <laughs> and it does. And in the service, even the pastor says things, and I can tell you that, I, I, because there's an unction of the Holy Ghost, of the Spirit, and divine utterances will come out of your mouth for your sake. And I've seen that. I thought, I don't even know what I preached sometimes. Honest to God. See, and they said in verse 43 in Acts 2, it said the apostles' doctrine. See, they quit going to the synagogue or the church where they were raised in. Because they, they fellowship together, and that's how you stay in unity. You know, the people you eat with are the people you invite into your life. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. See, we, okay, well, we've had people get disgruntled in the past and invite people over from another, uh, from the church to tell them, uh, and they were sowing seeds of discord against this local church and the congregation, and they tried to move them away from there. They're in another state now. <laughs> See, this is all part of stopping you from a higher degree of, and it's a trap of the devil. That's who's really, truly doing it. See, offense always likes a crowd with them. So protect your divine connection first. Protect where God told you to go. Preserve your fellowship with the local church, the pastor, and the p people you are called. Because if you're called there, then you're called there to that local church and the pastor. Stay, stay hooked up to the flow and the place God called you to. And only if God unhooks you, well, and then you should leave. See, you should listen to your pastor's sermons more than anyone else's. Not the most popular person. On TV? <laughs> See, the pastor is the divine connection for your ministry. Amen. 
I can tell you this too. You can have the highest call, an apostle, a prophet, an evangelist or whatever, if you never come into a church first and work in the local church, it'll never happen. Oh. <laughs> John dropped something back <laughs> and, and, you know, you shouldn't give more to TV preachers or someone else than you do to your local church. And I'm not just saying that because we do it. We, I, I'm, not, I'm doing what I say. We're, Ken and I are doing what we say. See, okay, so you know you are maturing spiritually when someone else matters more than you. You know that's, that you are maturing when someone else matters more than you. And if you take care of the local church, God will take care of you. He'll take care of your family, your finances, and your health. See, and if your pastor gets a word from the Lord, write it down. Agree with it every day by releasing your faith for them. And it will benefit, you know, it's going to benefit you in the long run. Because you're the recipient of the blessings. Move you to a higher degree of de yeah. a glory. Move you, and that's what moves us into the miraculous. Right. Yeah. So I got just one more scripture, and then there, well, there's a few other scriptures, but they're actually, I'm going to show you, I discovered them as prayers for unity. Way back, and it just stuck them in my body. Okay, Hebrews 13, 16. You want to put that up there? Okay, and we'll go on with that. Um, do not forget or neglect to do kindness and good, to be generous and dis distribute and contribute to the needy of the church as embodiment and proof of fellowship for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Obey your spiritual leaders and submit to them Continually recognizing their authority over you. It comes from God, see. Yeah. But, you know, that, that always has to be a loving thing, you know, a good way, but yeah, correction. For they are constantly keeping watch over your souls and guarding your spiritual welfare as men who will have to render an account of their trust to God. You got to stand in front of God. So do your part. Let them do this with gladness and not with sighing and groaning, for that is not profitable to you either. <laughs> um, okay, so when someone does not unite with the pastor, the pastor actually cannot have faith for them. And someone who is submitted, the pastor has faith for and because that person's faith becomes united and is called, and it's actually called great faith. You know, the Syrophoenician woman. <laughs> um, so submission to whom, where God has put you, 
doubles and triples your faith. It doubles and triples. Does anybody have, you know, that bones declaration? Do you have it with you by any chance? I was going to bring it to and I didn't. Bones. Do you? Okay, and it's the one that's typed out, though. I say it every day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> here. Okay, Ken, Ken, just give it to me. <laughs> I, can say, I love him. <laughs> okay. Can I kiss you then like no, Martin no. likes he did? No. <laughs> you know why? John doesn't like it. <laughs> no. I say this over you guys, too. Okay, Ken, now it's not this one. It's uh, here, right here. Yeah. Right there. Yeah, but that's not that's not the one. It's okay. not the one. No. Huh? Does somebody have oh what? I'm just gonna say this too. Okay. Mark, well, okay. Does a Nebraska football a player go over to Iowa to play? No, he doesn't. Oh, they don't do that. If the quarterback goes over there and okay. the same thing in the church. We put God put that's why first Corinthians twelve eight no. says God puts you where He wants you. Yeah. Does he really? He knows he knows the potential. Yeah. Amen. The way that seems right into a man, but at the end is death. That's the big one right there. Yeah. Okay. You're rebellious because when you God put you somewhere, you say, No, God, you don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, he does. He Amen. proved himself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now the does anybody have it? No, it, it's typed out, and it just has like four or five scriptures. But it, I'm trying to think where they're... <laughs> bones... Uh, but it even says the body of Christ is like, you know, like your bones. Yeah. Hey, anybody who knows when your bones aren't in unity is me. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> and it throws you off. <laughs> But there are some of those, I tell you, oh, why didn't I? I just happened to leave my pink. Is that the one Copeland had for his back? Mm -mm. No? No. Anyway, I guess, um, so just as bones in our body get out of joint, so when the body of Christ in a church is out of sync or joint weakness, pain even happens in the church. Finances dry up. Yeah. All kinds of things yeah. happen. So, you know, and it, and it talks about, well, you know, we actually, gosh, it's not even 12. <laughs> First Corinthians, oh, First Corinthians um, 12. Go to First Corinthians 12. Okay, that's all right. All right. Some people don't realize that uh, God made the church and each individual church, but we're all united together as long as they're born again. But, okay, 12, 12, verse 12, 12, King James. For as the body is one, and has a lot of members. Yep, you got a lot of members in your body. <laughs> and all the members of that one body, being many, are just but one body. So also is Christ. 
For by one spirit we're all baptized into one body, whether Jew, Gentile, bond, or free. You've all been made to drink into one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. Hey, man, I got five fingers. Five fingers, five toes, five toes. Anybody got six? <laughs> you must have came from the giants. No, anyway, some people do. I mean, you know, you got all these two ears. You got all kinds of members in your body, right? So, if my foot shall say, I'm not the hand, and I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? It's still part of the body. And you need it. How can you scratch yourself if you itch? <laughs> okay, so how could you even put your shoes on? Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, anyway. And if the ear shall say, because I'm not the eye, I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? <laughs> if the whole body were an eye, where would be your hear hearing? You wouldn't have any. <laughs> if the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? You wouldn't have any. <laughs> but now God has set the members, actually, of the body of Christ, every one of them in a body, as it pleases him. He sends you to a place. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? In the grave. <laughs> but now are they are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't have any need of you. <laughs> Nor again the head to the feet, I don't have any need of you. Nay, much more these members of the body which seem to be feeble are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor. And our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness, or they're, they, they're treated with more uh, modesty or de decorum. <laughs> it says in the Amplified. For our comely parts have no need, our presentable parts. We're talking about we hide parts of our body, right? <laughs> you know, okay. Um, having given more abundant honor to the part which lacked, that there should be no schism in the body. But we're talking about, I'm now, I'm almost finished. Schism in our body and in the body of Christ. Division. Schism means division. But that the members should have the same care one for another. <coughs> Excuse me. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. Hey, you got a sore toe, your whole body hurts. You got a headache, the rest of the bottom hurts. Can't function right. Any part, when there's pain or it's out of joint or anything. And that's the way it actually works in the body of Christ. The real body born again of Christ. One member be honored. Okay. Now we are the body of Christ and members in particular. Now I'm going to read the Amplified. You are collectively Christ's body and individually you are members of it 
each part severed severally and distinct, each with own his own place and function. So you're called. So, and see, God has set some of the church, apostles, prophets, teachers, miracles, gifts of healings, helps. The ministry of helps is an office. The ministry of helps is an office. It comes before governments. Diversities of tongues. In other words, that would be the gifts of the Spirit. Okay, so then in Ephesians 4... See, Jesus, what, he got out of hell, he ascended up on high, and he gave gifts to men. And verse 11 of of 4 says, these are the gifts he gave you. He gave you apostles, he gave you prophets, he gave you evangelists, and pastors, and teachers. Why? For the perfecting of the saints. So they could work at the ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Now let's just let me give you a a few uh, scriptures, uh, there aren't that many. Philippians 2 is a good one. That's praying for unity. Um, I have here, pray for the church, pray for your family, pray for your marriage (laughs) on this one. Um, Philippians 2, King James 1. Father God, in the name of Jesus, if there be any consolation in Christ, any comfort of love, any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, it means you're, it's from your the depth of your being. Okay? Fulfill my joy, Lord, that the marriage of so-and-so, that the family of so-and-so, that the Living Word Church would be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and one mind. Go ahead. That nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in meekness or lowliness of mind, that each would esteem the other better than themselves. Keep Look down every man on his own things, but every man on the things of others. Amen. That's a good prayer. Yeah. Okay, then another one is, uh, let's see, uh, Romans 15, 5 and 6. And that one out of the Amplified. Now the God of all patience, well, may the God who gives the power of patient endurance. He's the one that gives it. In other words, you're steadfast who supplies encouragement, grant you to live in such mutual harmony and such full, now I would say mercy with one another 
in one accord with Christ Jesus. In fact, the Amplified says that, or the other one says it, that together you may unanimously, with united hearts and one voice, praise and glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then, oh, that, that's, that's it. Okay, and then uh, 1 Corinthians 1.10. This is good out of uh, 1 Corinthians 1.10. is good, uh, good out of both King James and Amplified. But I urge and entreat you, brothers and sisters in Christ, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of us be in perfect harmony and full agreement in what we say, that there be no dissension or factions or divisions among us. That means group of people here, group of Okay, but that you be perfectly united in your common understanding and in your opinions and judgments. Now put up the King James on that one. <clears throat> now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, that there be no divisions among you, that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and the same judgment. Amen. <laughs> And actually, that I am done. So. Hallelujah. Is it full of, amen. Well, that's what God. Yep. Because I'll tell you, we're we're in a new era, and we we need revelation on how to be skillful with abundance, <laughs> and we, and we got to remember joy plays a big role. Yeah. And when you, when you feel depressed, praise. Very first thing, praise. Then say the word, too, after that. And you can get out of it. I, it'll get you out of it. It depends how bad it is or how long it takes. Yeah. Yeah, I know it. Well, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> yeah. And the kingdom, we're, we're in the kingdom of God. We're citizens of heaven. That's our kingdom. We live in the United States, but our kingdom is heaven. <laughs> Amen. So, Father, we just thank you that the fruit will remain, that, that there'll be remembrance of the things we said in me and in all the people, Lord God. I thank you that you bless them exceedingly abundantly, way far over and above all that they might even ask or think in every arena of their life, in, in uh, healing for their bodies, in their finances, in their relationships, Lord God, in their ministry, in their businesses, Lord God, that they call in everything that they need, and we call in all the money that any of them need, in their businesses, in their families, Lord God, and we call, call in all the money that Living Word needs, all of it for what we need to do. And we thank you, Father, that you lead us, you guide us, you teach us, you train us, and you correct us. And we're so grateful to you, Lord, for all that you do and say. And we thank you, Father, that we are in one accord with one another. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. <laughs> okay, so you are just...